Health Unwrapped is a podcast series from wellness experts Bioglan, discussing some of the most pressing healthcare issues today. It's the conversation you need to hear. We'll be talking about trending topics, making your everyday more active, and how fine-tuning your diet and exercise regime with supplements can support performance and happiness. Hello, welcome back to Health Unwrapped. I'm your host, Natalie Silverman, and I'm joined today for this special immunity and gut health special by the lovely Susanna Taylor, health and wellness columnist for You Magazine, amongst wearing many other hats. How are you, Susanna? It's lovely to have you here on the show. Hi there. I'm really good, thanks. I am very pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I also uh, saw in one of your recent columns that we share a love of deep roasted peanut butter. Which, oh. uh, but yes, I mean, what a what a revolution in peanut butter. Well, there's peanut butter and there is peanut butter. And the particular peanut butter I think that we're both talking about is pretty incredible. Anyway, I'm not here to talk to you about peanut butter. I'd love to start by hearing more about how your working life has changed over the last year. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, so it's been a funny old year, hasn't it? For sure. Um, my working life. So, I mean, I guess like most people, I spent most of the time working from home. I've got three kids. I have a teenager a tweenager and a toddler wow. so I've got a 14 year old a 12 year old and a now three year old my youngest was two last year though and I have to say that was probably quite challenging trying to juggle work which for me to be honest didn't actually really stop it just continued to trying to juggle that with my toddler was quite intense. My husband and I, uh, we live in Oxfordshire and he has an office nearby and there's no one else in his office. So we could go there in lockdown and we were kind of fighting over who was going to go to his office to work. But we uh, we had to take it in shifts. I had to basically have this strategy where he'd work, say, the morning, I'd work the afternoon and then we'd juggle the childcare because there was no other way of doing it. Yeah. So just being very flexible as well as um, just ploughing, ploughing through it. W- would you say as well, the whole kind of personal life had to go in with that whole mix of just juggling as well? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing sort of slightly merged into one, didn't it? And, you know, I think for anyone that says they had a proper sort of amazing structure yeah, totally. to it all is potentially telling a bit of a tale because <laughs> I found it, but I mean, it was... A proper juggle, let's put it that way. But amongst all the horrors of last year, there were um, a lot of amazing things that have come out of it. Um, and personally, I think one of the biggest things that has come out of it for me has been a- being able to spend more time with my family, albeit through the haze of the juggle. I think also for me, being immersed in nature, because we live in Oxfordshire in the middle of the countryside, was sort of my saving grace, to be honest. I've always loved the countryside, but it really took on a sort of healing power of its own that I think I'll never forget. I'm an illustrator as well on the side. and I've seen, I've seen beautiful pictures. Yeah, and I sort of have really found a rebirth of my illustration of the countryside and botanical things and we also just to add into the mix we moved house in lockdown so of course why not so that that was pretty intense as well so when it comes to routines that may have changed for the better what would you say would it be being more present in nature making more of the opportunity that you've got on your doorstep yes a hundred percent I think 
and also noticing, you know, this and celebrating the simple things. I think we've often in the past really overlooked the joy and the meaning of the simple things in life. And I think it really gave us a chance to actually really focus on those things, focus on family, focus on the flower coming into bloom that we'd normally totally look over. Um, I think it's also really helped us. We were all worried about climate change. Well, nearly everybody. And I think that has only sort of compounded the, the worry over it and the beauty of the world and, you know, really made us feel like we, you know, we need to be all together, you know, saving our natural world. And I think that is something incredibly positive that's come out of such a horrendous yeah. time. Yeah, I'm with you on that. What would you say some of the health and wellness trends that you've noticed increasing and also with there being lots decreasing but what's been kind of surprising well obviously everyone's been at home more and gyms have been closed which is very sad for gyms and exercise classes I I can't wait to get back to a yoga class to be honest with you I just don't find the zoom thing that exciting exercise wise so um, even though you've got new mats yeah yes I'm glad that you're reading a column that's brilliant yeah at home exercise obviously has been a massive thing I think there's been obviously a greater focus on self-care which has been a great thing some people have had more time I'm not sure I actually gained more time but I definitely, I'm, I'm one person that actually always looks, looks after myself somehow. I don't think twice about having a bath at night, for example, because I feel I need to sort of recalibrate after a busy day. And I think whether people have been looking after themselves by putting a bit of makeup on every day or um, their skincare regime. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like meditation or it doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be exercise, but people have really focused on looking after themselves. I think because they've literally just been faced with themselves in the mirror. Yeah, that's been quite interesting. Planet-friendly everything, obviously, is something that is only going to increase in brands. But I don't think... You know, the other day I was thinking about doing an article about planet-friendly products and, you know, gym equipment and workout wear. And then I thought, actually, I don't know if that's valid anymore because... Every brand should now be incorporating those values into everything they do. So uh, I think it's, which is a good thing. It means that all, all these brands are now incorporating um, in environmental consciousness into everything they do. So it's no longer becoming like a niche thing. It's something that all brands are doing, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Really, I'm quite passionate about looking after our environment. I think people's mental health has seriously suffered in the lot. I mean, I don't think I know from the statistics that people are telling me. I talk to psychologists for my job. I talk to lots of mental health practitioners and people have really suffered in lockdown. And I fear that the suffering is going to go on after lockdown and the repercussions of lockdown are going to cause all sorts of things. I heard a term the other day that I thought I'd write a column on, which is post-pandemic stress disorder. I think it's all too easy to sort of, some people have, you know, been fine and really thrived. And somebody else said to me the other day, you know, do you think people have really suffered that badly? And I said, yes, yes. It's been horrendous for so many people. I'm seeing a huge rise in breathing apps. A lot of technology used for mental health help and technology just 
used in everything, really. I'm seeing lots more chat about the powers of meditation and looking after your mind. I think mindfulness has taken a bit of a backseat, actually, um, because that was a huge buzz over the last kind of 10 years or so. Um, I think it just felt a little bit not serious enough, whereas when you call it mental health, because mindfulness and mental health, they're not that different, are they? It's part of the whole same conversation. But when the conversation focuses on mental health and people allow themselves to talk about mental health, which especially during the lockdown has happened so much more across so many different platforms, it feels like people are more willing to talk about it, that it is something that they are feeling rather than being ashamed. Yeah, I really think that the conversation has now really opened up it's been it's taken a while I think you know five years ago whenever it was that um Prince Harry I think that was a very big shift actually is when he did that interview um with Bryony Gordon I don't know if you know Bryony Gordon who big mental health campaigner I think it did more for mental health in five minutes than or however long the interview was than people have done in 20 years of trying to open up the conversation. Uh, I think that really escalated everything. And I think because we have been confronted in lockdown with ourselves and our own mental health, we haven't been able to escape from it. I think we've had no option but to discuss it. So I think actually lockdown has actually really helped open up the mental health conversation even more. Join BioGlan as we explore all the 100 million nerve cells in your gut. They help control digestion and overall health, as well as linking with the brain and affecting your mood. We also know the gut is responsible for 70% of your immune response, so a healthy, happy gut equals a healthy, happy body. Give your tummy the love it deserves with BioGlan Biotic Balance. Available for all ages with up to 50 billion live cultures. Buy now from Holland & Barrett, Amazon or Boots. And what about this idea of returning to normal, considering what we've just said and this post-pandemic stress disorder term that is now obviously going to be in the conversation? I think, I hate the phrase, the new normal. I find it a really annoying phrase. I think, for want of a better term, this is the new normal. I don't think we're going to go back to the way we were. I think we have made really big strides in going forward with looking at mental health and technology in fitness and all these different things. And I think that we're not going to go backwards now. I think the, the, these have been very positive changes and we're going to, I feel we're going to use them and we're going to run with them because they were all, all things that needed to happen, um, especially when it comes to things like mental health. I think that we won't go backwards on it. Yeah, I want to talk more with you about what you know about the link between gut health and immunity, because again, it all plays a part with our mental health as well, and and how you first discovered the link. Can you talk to me a bit more about that? Yeah, well, actually, personally, I've tried various different... I don't do diets because I don't, you know, I don't get obsessed about my weight or anything like that. I don't have any scales in the house or anything like that. But personally, I have seen for myself, actually, what eating well can do to our mental health and also our immunity. I have, I did, when I was about 36, I'm now 45, not, I'm not scared to say my age. <laughs> when I was about 36, I decided to get really, really healthy for the first time in my life. And I decided to get fit properly. I mean, I dabbled in, I've always written about well-being and beauty and well-being, but I dabbled in fitness a bit, but I never really stuck at it. And I never really got that fit. But anyway, I got, I got really fit 
really healthy, totally changed my diet, totally cut back on sugar. I changed my, not that I drank a lot, but I changed my alcohol consumption. I don't drink alcohol Monday to Friday. And I saw enormous changes in myself, to be honest. I've suffered from anxiety in my life. And the anxiety orbit, I'll be honest with you, disappeared. And I also, I didn't get ill. Now, this is no word of a lie. I mean, I can't say that I put this totally down to that because who knows? I didn't do any tests or, you know, that sort of thing. But I didn't get ill for four years. I literally did not even have a cold. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I actually put a lot of that down to fitness. But... Also, I think it's incredibly important what we eat. And I don't think sugar is good for us. I don't think it has any good benefits. And, you know, I still do. I now make, make all my own food, my, not, I mean, not everything. I'm not, I'm not ridiculous. I'm very real. Like if occasionally you have to have like a, a healthier type of ready meal, then I will. But I have seen personally, you know, what it can do if you actually change your gut diet and look after your gut. How many people do you think know that 70% of immunity is based in the gut? Do you think people are realising how important this is? I don't think many people know. I think people know that the, the gut is a focus of interest. I'm not sure that they actually um, make the connection between immunity and the gut. But I think the conversation is, I mean, the whole microbiome conversation has been running for, you know, quite a few years, for about sort of five or six years. And it's now really, that's one other trend that has really kicked off in the last year is people were talking about the microbiome in the gut, but now people are talking about it in the mouth because it's incredibly important there. That's another feature I have up my sleeve. Um, it's important in the mouth because this is your first line of defense from infection and things. So this, so the microbiome and the good bacteria in your mouth is incredibly important and how we look after our teeth. But also people are talking a lot about a microbiome in, um, on our skin. So it's so, you know, and it's incorporated into skincare. And I've been talking about the microbiome in your vagina for my fertility podcast. So it's so relevant in all areas of our body. Yeah, I've written about that as well. I think it's going to become a conversation that is just as normal, the microbiome, as, you know, talking about your, your skin. It, it, it's going to be, it, but it seems crazy to me that we know that how important it is and how important all these gut-friendly bacteria are um, and also the ones that, you know, that aren't so good. It seems crazy that we've never spoken about it before now it seems weird to me to think there was a world where people didn't really know about the microbiome yeah because it is relatively new science it's like a decade or so old yeah it? it is but I think um even like cookbooks now normal cookbooks from chefs and are actually all talking about the health of the gut and so it's kind of it's been I think it's been normalized But with regards to immunity, I don't think people really make the connection. Yeah, our research showed that less than a third of people knew about the link. So what what do you think we can do to spread this knowledge and spend more time on gut health? I mean, it's interesting that you're saying that more more general books, cookbook-wise, are talking about this. And there's more conversations in the papers in, in most lifestyle magazines about this. What else do you think we can do? 
maybe I need to maybe I need to write more articles. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah I think it's I think it's up to people as well to sort of educate themselves a bit as well. But you know, there probably needs to be more podcasts like this. I should probably write something, but I do I do also fully believe that obviously I know this is about the gut, but um, that our immunity is so many different factors all together. Um, there's one amazing immunologist who I follow and who I've interviewed quite a lot actually throughout lockdown. She's called Dr. Jenna Macciocci, and that's all she does is immunity. And she's got an amazing um, background in science. And our gut is part, it obviously is part of it, but there's so many different things, stress, sleep. I mean, not many people know that if they have a bad night's sleep, it's, she told me it, it lowers your immunity by 60%, which is huge. Really? Which is also bad news for new mothers, I always think. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and are we saying that those types of things are impacting your digestive health generally? Yeah, I think that all those things do because I think there's um, a real knock-on effect. I think people seem to often think that your gut and our heads, you know, that are separate from other parts of our body and they're not. It's all linked. So the exercise has an impact on the rest of your body. The food you put in has an, in your mouth has an impact on your brain. And often people don't put it all together. We sort of think that things are happening separately in our bodies, but they're not. It's all one Mm. incredible system. That's another thing that I always say to people is we can't forget how unbelievably clever our bodies are. It's one incredible system that we really need to look after. And, you know, it's it's quite complex talking to Jenna. You know, our, our immunity is a complex thing. One thing she does say is that we can't boost, per se, our immunity because she says that if you actually boosted your immune system, it actually would make you ill. It's not meant to be boosted. But I think that the sort of the wellness industry just use that term. And I can see what they're trying to do. But you can't suddenly take a pill and, you know, say, oh, I'm not going to get ill now. It doesn't work like that. You've got to look after yourself generally. Yeah, it's something we discussed in one of our early episodes in this series with Dr. Zoe Williams, exactly that point that the word boost shouldn't be in the same sentence with immunity. And so when we're talking about this and what we can do, how would you say we we can build then a solid diet of food and supplements that helps build and maintain a balance? Well, I think one of the most important things is that we are making our own food, use fresh food and pack in as many vegetables as possible fruit and veg and trying to stay away from processed food as much as possible but I I never really think about the five a day thing I just pack in as much as I can I really think as I said before that sugar is really bad for us I mean I I'm not gonna lie I do love a piece of chocolate I probably eat a bit of chocolate every day but it you know I try to steer clear of you know, the Krispy Kreme donuts and that sort of thing in the supermarket. And there was a whole trend a few years ago about, you know, people were training like athletes and things. And they, everyone was cutting out fruit because people were worried that that was too much sugar. But I just think people can get be a bit ridiculous. And if you want to eat a couple of pieces of fruit a day, just eat a couple of pieces of fruit a day. Um, I think the fibre from vegetables in particular is incredibly important. I was talking to a nutritionist last year who said to me that her one, she's like a Harley Street nutritionist, she said her one superfood, if she was to choose one, it would be fiber because it's what our microbiome in our gut feed off. And so we need as much fiber as possible. 
And we're not talking about uh, all bran that, uh, you know, getting your fibre like that. We're talking about vegetables and grains to really give your microbiome a chance to sort of thrive. Oh, and, and what about kind of having supplements in that mix to help maintain that balance? And, and do you think that there's a perception of other supplements helping to regulate immunity? I do. I do think that people do think that they can just take a pill sometimes and therefore they won't get ill. You know, if you take vitamin C, I'm taking my vitamin C, you know, I won't get ill. I won't get COVID. I'm taking vitamin C. And the most ridiculous things, I mean, you, I'm sure that you received them too, went round during the, you know, the peak of the corona crisis when people were sending around, take this, take that. I don't know, hair dry, your nasal hair, all sorts of stuff. Didn't <laughs> um, <laughs> get the hair drying one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think taking a pill will ever mask what you're actually eating but there are a few different supplements that immunologists and dr jenna Macciocci she said can help and that's vitamin d3 zinc vitamin c although she did say that vitamin c if you have a re even a reasonably healthy diet she said you should be getting enough vitamin c anyway um and also obviously there um are probiotics that you know, really help the good bacteria in your gut to thrive and to help ward off pathogens. So when you think about what you can do on a daily basis to to, to to ultimately improve gut health, I mean, we talked a lot about that cooking from scratch, ideally. And I know that the, there's always going to be that argument from people that they've not had the time. Yes, we've had time during lockdown, but maybe as things start to pick up and people are starting to feel that pressure of not having the time. But obviously, starting with that food and cooking from scratch is an idea. What else would you say that people could do to improve gut health? So maybe what they shouldn't do, <laughs> I think maybe... Um, cutting back on alcohol. I mean, I know it is a bit of a saviour, isn't it? Sometimes a glass of wine at the end of a long day or the end of a long week. But I think too much alcohol can really have a bad impact on our health, our gut, our immunity. I mean, I, I was reading something the other day that said perhaps it's not the alcohol itself that impacts our immunity, but it's actually the, you know, um, alcohol causes lack of sleep. And then if that it totally disrupts our sleep patterns. So that, and if that then lowers our immunity, alcohol is damaging in that way. And sugar, as I said before, I think that, I do think that we need to reduce sugar. And I do think we need to get rid of all the sweets at the front of the supermarkets and that sort of thing, because that drives me crazy. With three kids, I know how hard it is going into a supermarket. And I really, really think that the government needs to do something about that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I've really tried to not have sweets as a thing in our house. And they are a thing. Even if you make them available, you kind of don't, you can't win if they're there and you can't win if they're not there. It's a, and yeah. I totally agree with the whole supermarket thing. Any other, any other pointers? We've got booze, sugar. And finally, I think we're probably all drinking too much caffeine. I think the problem is with most people, I mean, I'm guilty. We all have different kind of coffee machines at home. And it's far too easy, I think, to consume coffee all day. And I don't think that drinking too much coffee is that great for us. And I think it can actually really mess with our metabolism. I think it's so interesting. And I think what you were saying earlier about seeing it as a whole system, and then when you've linked it in to sleep and putting that connection between your gut health and your sleep 
I think there's so much there for people to think about. Thank you so much, Susanna. Really lovely talking to you. I've learned so much more about my guts since doing this series. And I think just from, you know, the, the points that you've made, I think people can make sensible choices and can hopefully see a difference. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And do make sure you join us soon for episode 12, which will be the final episode of this fantastic Health Unwrapped series. I'll be joined by former England international cricketer Ebony Rainford-Brent. You really don't want to miss that one. Don't forget to hit subscribe now on your podcast platform of choice to stay up to date on Biogland's Health Unwrapped series. And you can go back and listen to series one and two to find out more about Biogland supplements. Follow us on Instagram at Biogland Supplements, on Facebook at Biogland UK, or visit biogland.co.uk. And all our products are available to buy on Amazon now. <laughs>